This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're doing a blitz. Trask going to the end zone. Pitts. Touchdown. My goodness. Tyson Campbell was trying to stay with a big fella, but too much. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Just seven days away from the NFL draft, you've got BetQL Daily. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, and Ryan Horvat. We are live on 1430 The Bet in Denver, 105.9 FM, The Bet HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM, HD3 in Los Angeles. Follow the show on Twitter at BetQL Daily. And a week out, let's bring in Mike Dettelier. He's got the uh, Mike Dettelier draft report out. I don't even know if you can get it anymore. He's a college football and NFL analyst for WWL Radio and Odyssey Station in New Orleans. He's got MikeDetillier.com. Mike, did the, the draft report sell out already? Sold out uh, yesterday. So, yeah, we already sold out. So, man, we thank everybody for the support. Um, <laughs> sort of a challenging year, man. Having to deal with the yeah. post office, that's another story. But uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You you don't have enough time on the station for me to go into that. But, um, yeah, it, it sold out yesterday. And, um, uh, listen, it's it's been great. 36 years for me. Beautiful. Congratulations on that. It, it shows how thrilled people are for the upcoming NFL draft just one week away. Well, let's talk about Mac Jones. That's where we have to start the conversation. That's where everybody's starting the conversation. Did Shanahan give up this much to move up to three to get the Alabama quarterback? Uh, do you think he did? When I went to print was the day of the trade. I had been told by a source that I trust immensely um, who covers the 49ers. He told me point blank, John Lynch wants Trey Lance. And so that's what I went with, you know, because I had to redo the first round uh, because of it. And so that's where I went with it. And then now this has swung to Mac Jones and, you know, they're attending Justin Fields' pro day and Trey Lance's pro day. In the end, I think it's Trey Lance. Wow. Whew. Mike, I like that. I, I, I like that a lot. You're the only one saying that. Very interesting. I am curious, how do you compare what Mac Jones did last year to what Joe Burrow did the year before? Because it seems like Everybody hates Mac Jones, but everybody loved Burrow, and they had pretty similar years. Well, I don't think it's the love-hate thing is as much as where you're going to pick Mac. Um, you know, he, I've always felt, because I wrote this back in December, and people was like, you're crazy. I said, he's a surefire top 20 pick. And people were like, what are you talking about? That's no way. You know, he can't move. He can't do this, can't do that. I was like, all I know is, man, I've watched a lot of SEC football. And I told this to Coach O uh, days before I wrote it. I said, man, I said, but babe, 
Uh, I never thought I'd see a guy throw the football as well as Burrow did a year ago. Not, yeah, I saw it back-to-back years. And uh, he said, it's almost like watching a guy in a skeleton drill. The ball don't touch the ground. And so the one thing with Joe, the advantage he had was his mobility skills. Uh, I think he had the ability to move, sidestep, run with the football. Mac's not a bad athlete, but he's certainly not a runner, and he's certainly not someone uh, to make a lot of plays <clears throat> off of that movement. I always have a great concern about that. People say, well, Tom Brady does. Well, if you watch Tom, the one thing he does really well, similar to Peyton Manning, is he sort of sidesteps the traffic. He doesn't panic, and he throws the ball, his eyes constantly looking downfield. But I think we're in the last of the Mohicans uh, with guys like that. you got to be able to have some movement skills because what happens if you don't? You get hit and you get hurt. And so my comp to Matt Jones was actually Jimmy Garoppolo because he reminded me a lot of Jimmy when he came out of college and that Jimmy was really good in the box. He was accurate. He was smart. He knew where to throw the football. But if they take that short pass away from you, then you start getting hit. You start getting hurt. And so um, I never thought I'd see back-to-back years like this. And listen, starting out 36 years ago, I never thought I'd see it in the SEC. I thought I'd maybe see it out Pac-12 back then or Pac-10 back then, but I never thought I'd see it in the SEC. But the big difference is Joe's ability to maneuver around that pocket and Joe's running ability which that, that's not a strength for Mac. He's a better athlete than people are giving him credit for, uh, but he's not a guy that makes a lot of plays with his feet. Joe did. Mike, give me a guy that either through your tape study or your connections, you believe is going to go a lot higher than other people seem to realize. Wow. Um, one, I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips from Miami of Florida. I would have a difficult time pulling the trigger on him with a top 15 pick. But he's the best pure pass rusher in his draft class. He was the most highly recruited defensive end in the country coming out of California. Uh, he was starting to hit his stride at UCLA. Three concussions, quit football. Sat out for a while. And doctors cleared him, and he had a great season last year for Miami. But he is a guy that I think you can see has that special skill set that you say, wow, you know, you know he, he, he can really do something coming off the edge. Um, the other guy is Eric Stokes from Georgia. Uh, I saw Eric in high school. He came to one of our camps. We got a ton of them here. But he came, and he was – he blazing fast. Um, he wasn't the most technically skilled cover guy, but you could tell his footwork, his speed, his ability to track the football was really, really, really good. And so I think those two guys, along with Michael Carter from North Carolina, uh, are the three guys that I would watch for. I would not be surprised because I think Najee Harris, clear-cut, he's the number one back in this draft class. I would not be surprised to see Michael Carter. Uh, 
be in that three spot. Now, Javante Williams and him, they were a great tandem together at North Carolina. But there is a certain buzz about those two North Carolina running backs that tells me this time of year from the people I've heard from, they could get picked much higher than a lot of people think. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mike, where do you see uh, Justin Fields ending up? And what's the knock on Justin Fields? How did he go from the number two overall rated quarterback to behind Zach Wilson and possibly Trey Lance now? He got caught with the mud of the offseason. I've been doing this long enough. I know where it comes from. It comes from the other agents. Mm-hmm. They sling it at him every which way but loose. And they attack a guy that they think that they can go after. And they did with Justin. Um, I remember Justin coming to our quarterback camp here. He was 15 years old. He was a cut above then. Here's the big knock on Justin that's unjustified. People say, well, he's a runner. No, he's a better passer from the pocket. You're not watching Ohio State football if you say that. Mm-hmm. Is he a good athlete to run with the football? Yes, he is. But he's really more comfortable throwing the football from the pocket than he is off the waggle. And so he's taking a lot of unnecessary hits and tracked the agents of Mac Jones. And, you know, you can sort of figure it out, Trey Lance, and they spread it. And they give it to the national guys. They run with it. And now, you know, the way it is social media, it doesn't take much to have a firestorm of events. Did he have some difficult games last year against Iowa Northwestern? Yes. But then what did he do, you know, when he got in the final four game, you know, and he torched them, just absolutely torched Clemson. So is there some development there? Yes. But what I like about him, he's smart. He's accurate. He is, he got the knock for not being a hard worker. That's a bunch of BS. Yeah. That's horse hockey. You know, he, he works really, really hard at it, and he spends a lot of time in that film room. And you can tell when you speak to him uh, about it. But he was the target guy for a lot of people, agent-wise, that are connected, that can go to people with ESPN or Fox or CBS, whoever, and they spread it out all over. And it just takes one person to repeat it. And then it's all over then. But I still think he's going to be a guy picked in the top eight. I think you'll see five quarterbacks picked in the top eight. If Mac does not go three, don't be surprised if Detroit doesn't take him at seven. Anthony Lynn's the offensive coordinator there, and he is really close with Mac Jones's quarterback guru. And I'm just telling you, uh, we all know that Jared Goff is one and done with the Lions. One and gun. And so I would not be surprised to see that happen, that Mac go to Detroit in some manner, either a little trade up or at that seven spot. 
and you know, and you look at you know who's available uh, at that position. Does Washington make a move towards Fields? Uh, you know, they're not real strong in quarterback. And uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a nice bridge guy. Uh, Denver, are you sold on Drew Locke? Okay, you 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 can answer that pretty quickly. Uh-huh. And there's always a surprise team. There's a team there that's sort of lurking, waiting to see how all this feels out at three and four, because I think the spot that could be really the target area for a trade is at four. I've had a couple teams tell me, hey, listen, if this goes down like media is reporting and Mac Jones goes to San Francisco at three, they're going to have a host of people trying to tag to get Atlanta's pick at four to get Trey Lance. Mike, you've seen the top three, a lot of the top three receivers in this draft, obviously with Jamar Chase at LSU. If you're an NFL GM, I know it's all personal preference, but who do you like more? Is it Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle? Because before the injury, I mean, Waddle was the number one receiver at Alabama, even over Smith pretty much. Okay, my number one ranked receiver is Jamar Chase. He's the best receiver I've ever seen come out of LSU in my time frame over 30 years. He's better than Odell when he came out. He's better than Jarvis Landry when he came out. Michael Clayton was a really good receiver here. Uh, and he goes to Tampa in the round one. Uh, but Devontae's a Louisiana guy, too. I saw him at 16 years old. We had a, a pitch and catch camp of Louisiana wide receivers. And there's Jamar Chase, there's Devontae Smith, there's Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, who will be a first-round pick later in the draft in round one. Uh, Marquez Stevenson was from North Louisiana, and uh, he, he was at Houston. And Jarvis Landry is standing next to me. Those are the first guys up on the roll call to catch the passes. So Landry tells me, say, hey, Cookie, said, I'm going to take them <laughs> four guys. You can take the rest. We got like 170 receivers. It didn't take much. Devontae Smith reminds me of Lynn Swan. I grew up in the 70s. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, Lynn wasn't the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. Lynn wasn't running the anchor on the football 400-meter relay team, and neither will Devontae. But his ability to catch the football outside his body frame is unbelievable. Uh, and he doesn't say much, which is unusual for a receiver. Normally, man, they chirping in your ear from you know, front to back. Uh, he's very self-confident and he is, I know he's a smallish build receiver and you're not going to get him much bigger. Okay. Uh, I see this stuff about putting weight on it. No, he's been like that all his life. You're not going to put that much more weight on him. He's a special player. So I've got him to Jalen Waddle at the three spot. Jalen was tremendous. Um, you know, at Alabama until he had the ankle injury. And he can help you in the return game, too. But in this draft class and other draft classes, Waddle may have been the best guy. I think he's a better player than Henry Ruggs coming out of Alabama. He's a much better route runner. And he knows how to set up defenders in a quicker manner. And, you know, everybody went gaga about Ruggs last year. So uh, it's personal preference. But on my list, it's Jamar, it's Devontae, it's Jalen Waddle. I mean, those guys, um, and thank God, you know, being down here covering the SEC and covering LSU, you ain't got to see them twice, uh, at least, you know, uh, twice or three times in a career. 
There you go. Mike Dettelier at Mike Dettelier on Twitter. Check out his website, MikeDettelier.com from WWL and Odyssey Station. Mike, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the draft next week, all right? All right, guys. Y'all take care. God bless. Right. There you go. There's Mike Dettelier. Good stuff there. Always enjoy his visit. I mean, Ross, I, I'd imagine the people in the bayou, they're going to be thrilled if the Bengals go ahead and take chase, like there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans in the Bayou, not only uh, the LSU Bengals, but the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. The Bayou Bengals <laughs> and the Cincinnati Bengals. That'd be pretty sweet. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think they're okay. going to take Sewell. The more I think about it, the more I mm -hmm. hear, um, which goes against the bet I liked for a while, which was the over on Sewell, but uh, it's sounding that way. That's Ross Tucker. I'm Joe Ostrowski. We've got Ryan Horvat here as well. We're going to take a look at tonight's NBA card next. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.